Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Hey, welcome. This is Matt, your host. I am really excited today to talk to Pedro, Pedro Cortez out of Portugal. He is a SaaS marketing consultant. He specializes in messaging and positioning for B2B SaaS companies. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that people love for people who follow Pedro is that on his uh, LinkedIn, he does these landing page breakdowns that are fantastic. He looks at a website. He takes even big companies that you would think have great landing pages. He looks at their landing page and tears it apart, shows you exactly what they're doing wrong, and then gives you help and advice on what you should be doing. So I'm really excited to talk to Pedro and his messaging expertise. Pedro, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to jump on this podcast and just try to provide as much value as possible and really break everything down, all the secrets. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm excited to hear these secrets, Pedro. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you're doing at Cortez Design. Yeah, basically what I do is I help B2B SaaS companies really explain the full value of their product on their website. And what usually happens is these, you know, the founders of these companies and the, the, most of the, the people that work in these companies are product people, right? So they focus on building an amazing product, a superior solution or creating great supports and basically creating something that is really better than everything else. The problem is people don't really understand that from the website, right? They get the aha moments after they get the free trial, after they get the demo. And they, they get on a demo and they say, wow, this is exactly what I was looking for. And they end up converting like most of their demos. But the problem is to get the demos and to get the free trial, they kind of need to get part of that aha moments before they even book one, right? That's the problem. And that's what I help them do is that deliver that magic moments, that aha moments, you know, before they even uh, book the demo, before they even get the free trial. That's like the secret, secret number one for uh, conversion optimization. Yeah, I love getting that aha moment is, I think is so important. And I'm, I'm excited to learn more about that. But, you know, really based on your experience with all the, the many, many companies that you've been able to work with and help, what are some of the biggest mistakes that leaders are making in their messaging? Uh, yeah, so one of the biggest mistakes is that um, it's their messaging is very is very egotistical, right? So they focus on the features that they think are good, the the focus on selling what the the use cases they think people enjoy uh what they think their their unique selling points are and all that stuff and that's just bound to fail because um you know that's you're just speaking a different language to your customers right so that's mm-hmm. one problem and the main thing is that people are just not answering all the questions that people need to get answered before they feel comfortable making the you know taking the the next step right so the the main questions the top 3 questions that i like to to, you know, to draw out and to talk about in those LinkedIn videos is one, you need to tell them how the, your product can fix the, the problem that they have so they can get the result that they want, right? So they attach uh, y- your product as the vehicle uh, between the getting to the, the vehicle between going from the current situation to the desired situation that they have. So the value of your product is going to be attached to that result, right? So it's obviously makes it seem like way more affordable. It makes it the decision be way easier to, it makes things uh, way easier to decide and all that stuff. Then the other thing, that, the other uh, two questions that you need to answer is one, you need to answer, why is this way better than the current thing that they're using? Because you need to realize that you're fighting against that solution, right? They People are, um, 
you know, they don't really like change. So you need to overcome that resistance and really convince them that they are losing money or they are losing time by using their current mm -hmm. tool. And so they really take the leap and, and they get the next step and they get your, your product, right? The last question that you need to answer, obviously, there are a lot more questions, a lot more objections, but these are things that apply to every single SaaS company. Uh, the last question is, why are you better than all the rest of the competition, right? Because let's face it, people are going to look around. They're going to see what's going to be uh, the best thing for them because they need to feel th uh, that, um, you know, for them to feel comfortable with this um with their decision, they need to feel like they have made the best decision, right? And mm -hmm. for them to feel like they've made the best decision, you really need to tell them, okay, this is the tool for you. This is the stuff that your competitors can't do. And this is why this is the only thing that is designed exactly for your use case, right? So at the end of the page, they'll look at that. They know exactly how we can fix their problems. Know that is way better than what they're using. And know that there isn't anything on the market that can be as good, um, as your products for their use case, right? That's uh, what we need to do. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, how, that, um, all that stuff, when you say it, it makes a lot of sense. But I think before, a lot of people don't realize that, that, that those are things that they need to do, that they need to focus on. Of course, it sounds very natural and exactly what you would think would happen. Just people don't don't know that right away, even, even some of the largest companies. So how did you come to... To, to know all that, how did you learn all of that? Uh, yeah, so basically one of, one of the, I really like to learn like a lot of different things, right? And one thing that I really like to learn on the side is just like psychology. One, because I like to, I think the, the key to life is really understanding yourself and understanding others, right? And then I just use that in my career. I use that in my relationships and all that stuff, right? And all those, and what happened is when I just got some interest in, uh, in SaaS companies and got some interest in in, in landing page and all that stuff. Uh, I was noticing all the best practices um, that are were being preached like uh, all over the web, right? And I was looking at that and comparing to the psychology principles that I would uh, that I love to 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 read about. And I was looking at that and say, okay, this makes no sense. This is not how people. This is not how people make decisions. So there must be another way that um, makes way more sense, right? And I did my own research and then I figured out, okay, who, and I just thought, okay, who are the type of people that uh, could make this work every single time, right? Um, uh, basically, they, they knew exactly, uh, they were basically those marketers that knew exactly what they had to say to get people to buy, regardless of the product, regardless of the niche. And those marketers were basically the, the direct response copywriters of the 70s and the 80s. Sometimes they were, you know, most of the time they would sell, they would send you like letters in your mail from a letter uh, that would look like a personal letter. They would get you to buy something and they would also create, um, um, you know, ads in the newspaper. Um, and the thing with, with this is that they either get it right or they go out of business because they had to sell, uh, send like hundreds of thousands of letters at the time. They're, uh, weren't that many ways of split testing uh, at the beginning of the right response. So they either got it right or they would go out of business, right? So all, all of those guys that uh, were famous back then, they're the ones that made it work every single time. And I just study those guys, study uh, how they sold a bunch of different products, some really weird products as well, um, and different niches. And then I say, okay, these guys are formulas. I, I'm now understanding the patterns. Let me just apply this to SaaS, right? 
fast forward a few years, I've improved my formulas like 10 times and the results just speak for themselves, right? Because I just ignore everything else. And then it's even better because that way people don't want to copy our stuff. And that's the <laughs> stuff that is actually working. I think that's great. Uh, it seems like every time I talk to you, you're, you're, you're mentioning this book or, or this visionary or this mentor that, that's helped you. And, and you talk about uh, what you've learned recently. I think that's such a, a, a great trait that you have. I think uh, everybody that, uh, that is wanting to improve themselves should continually be learning, continually be working to improve themselves, improve their process, improve their business, and and continue to iterate. Don't just get that one thing that you found works okay. Keep going, keep getting better, keep improving so that you you, you continue to serve your, your market better and you continue to grow your, your business and yourself. I think that's fantastic. You do that really well. Awesome. Glad uh, to know. <laughs> <laughs> And I wanted to ask you, you know, many of the things that you post about, I follow you, many things you post about on LinkedIn, I not only agree with, but but I teach that to my clients. And so I, I found it pretty funny how aligned we are on that. But, you know, in your in your mind, how are sales and, and landing page messaging and marketing similar? Yeah, I think they're pretty, very, very similar. Uh, and if we think about a really good landing page, it's basically like a salesman that uh, can sell, can really sell their products, can really make it stand out, and can also answer all of their objections, right? That's what a, a really good landing page does. It just works like a salesman, right? The problem is, and that's the reason why most people get it wrong, and they still, but they still get some sales if they get demos, is because with sales, you can actually feel the person, uh, you know, feel what they're, if they have any concerns, or you can ask if they have the objections and all that stuff. But with landing pages, you really need to have like your stuff together. Like you really need to know all of the objections. You need to know exactly how they're going to, when all those objections are going to come up, what makes them excited and all that stuff. Because that salesperson uh, can, can't really ask any questions. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just in a written form. So there's no margin for error, right? And um, so I think they are very, very similar. That's why the, you know, our posts end up being similar as well. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. And w one thing I wanted to ask, you know, you, you work with companies around the globe. Uh, are, do you see a cultural difference between U.S. and, and European companies and, and the type of messaging that they like to portray? Um, like, rarely there is a difference, right? But, but people think there is a difference. So, for example, if I'm talking to a company in the U.K., uh, they tend to think they the stuff that the Americans do don't doesn't work for the UK. If I talk with someone in Germany, they tend to think the same way. Um, they just have these biases, right? It's it's not like it's real because I prove it, I prove them wrong. They they'll still work. It's just something that people think because I don't know uh, I don't know what they're thinking, right? Uh, maybe they just, they just think that uh, Germans are extra stubborn or that uh, the Brits are. I don't know, extra stubborn as well. I don't know what they're thinking. The, the, the differences that I, that I did check is, for example, the Americans are very, very, one, they, they care a lot about custom support, uh, about uh, support and, and, uh, and all that stuff, right? So the more personalized you, and the more personalized it is, the, the faster it replies and all that stuff. They really care about that, right? So that's something that we always like to stand out. Overall, that's something that uh, the entire world, the entire world cares about. 
but they are especially concerned uh, with uh, with support. Like the Americans are a little bit more support, uh, concerned about that. They also care where the company um, is from. So they yes. don't want to. There sometimes a few. There are like a few red flags in terms of where the company is from or where the support is from, because sometimes a lot of U.S. companies have the support in the Philippines or whatever it is. Um, so they're a little bit skeptical about that, especially because of the the let's say if you're in the Philippines, there might be like a time zone issue, and then they're not going to get replies when they expect it to. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that just annoys them. So those are like a few objections that the Americans tend to have. But overall, like that stuff just works really well throughout, the, you know, basically for the entire world. Yeah, I would agree on my experience. Uh, and somebody asked me recently, like, how are how, how, how do different cultures affect how you go to market? And in my experience, you should have a framework. You should have your process as a foundation. And that process is repeatable. You know, people are people around the world psychology and, and human emotion is the same for everybody. And so your process should be built around that. However, like you said, there are little things here and there, little pieces that different cultures react to uh, slightly differently or put a little more weight on than other cultures. And so you need to be able to build off of your framework and make sure that you have certain focuses that you can you can direct from. So uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you there for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you're going to, um, you're going to, you're going to tell those differences. By the way, by the way, the the, the company sells in the demos. So basically, it just changes the kind of objections that they have in the demos. And because our messaging is going to be based on the, the demos that actually converted, um, then we're going to to tell those objections anyway. So it's it doesn't matter that they're different. We just adapt to the, to it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. What, I want to ask you, what tips would you give software leaders on how to scale quickly and effectively? What have you seen that works? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that work. Uh, the things that, that I like to focus on, and I mean, I've worked with companies from completely different niches. So, some companies had like super, super specific niches. Um, their product was way different and all that stuff. But Whenever I was, you know, coming up with a proposal and telling them, okay, here's what we need to do. I just focus on two things. So one is how can we convert him? What are the things that we need to, to tell them to, to get, to get them excited and to get them to convert? And the second thing is where do they hang out? Right. How can we find them online so we can, uh, you know, bring her, bring them to our, to see our message. Right. So mm-hmm. depending on the niche. Um, the message changes a little bit and also the, the traffic changes a little bit. Sometimes they need to get um, uh, uh, leads from events, right? Sometimes they need to get leads from LinkedIn. Sometimes they need to get leads from content. Sometimes they need to get leads. Um, I'm, for, for, I have a client that has like community of um, pharmacists and all that stuff because he's selling like compliance training for pharmaceutical companies. So that's another way that it, it's really 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 different than other companies do but that's where um you know his customers hang out and that's that's uh, how we need to adapt to it right it, to scale really fast is not focused on uh what other people are preaching like here's this amazing facebook ad funnel and here's this amazing ppc funnel that is working really well for, for, with the google ads and all that stuff because people just assume that ppc is the way to grow and i totally disagree because that's where everyone uh, is 
And that's where the VC-backed companies are just blowing their money um, because it's not their money. It's their investing, investors' money. And they don't, they don't really care about a return. And bootstrap companies can compete with that because they can acquire a customer at a loss. Right? So you just need to focus on finding those channels. And the ones that win are companies that know exactly where people hang out and know exactly how to convert them. Because um, the reality is, is they know uh, more about their customers than anyone else in their niche. Oh, that's it right there. I think knowing the customer is so key. If you can get a really good grasp on who your customer is, what their pain points are, what their goals are, that's huge. That's the gold right there. I would agree totally. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I do with my business as well. The reason why uh, the people like my content and because in the reason why people call me afterwards is because I know my niche better than anyone else. And that's uh, how, uh, how I focus like 90% of my time. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. How can people learn more about creating good copy and, and getting their messaging right on their own? Um, yeah. So basically, um, it's kind of is that's kind of hard to answer because it took me like a, a few years to pr- pr- to um, you know to really perfect this. So what I would recommend, which is like a shameless plug, is if you just use the formula that I have on my website. I basically have a formula that I use with all my clients, and that's actually available for free. And the way you found this out is the formula isn't the key. The formula is the ten percent. The structure that you use is ten is the ten percent of the of the. You know, it's possible for ten percent of the results. The other ninety percent is identifying the right objections, identifying the right results they want to see, identifying the right problems they want to talk about, identifying the right use cases they care about, identifying the features that they get excited about. Right, so that's the ninety percent. So the way you you, you um converts the best is if you don't think about the landing pages is if you think about how you're going to answer all those questions and how you're going to uh, get that information. So then you can use a formula like I uh, offer for free. And then you can just, because you already have that clarity, you're going to, it's going to be really easy to just take that formula and do it yourself. But the problem is, and that's the thing that I, that uh, I end up selling because people think that I'm helping them with their landing page. What I'm really helping them is getting that clarity. And then the landing pages does for itself. It just uh, magically shows up. Yeah, I can imagine it would. That's that's awesome. Because um, I would bet that once people get in there and they start doing it and they start doing okay, but then they realize I need I need more help. I need, I need some expert. And I, I love that, that you've put years into figuring out this path, figuring out this solution and, and I say that all the time as well. I'm like, you don't have to, to go through coaching with me. You could just go study for 15 years and go through the ups and downs of, of being in sales and managing sales teams and building up businesses to try and sell them. Um, you don't have to, to actually ask me. Or we can work together and in a, in a couple of weeks, you'll be good to go and have all that experience and knowledge under your belt. Um, so for, for people who need that help for you, how should they get in touch with you? How do they contact you? Yeah, they can go to Cortez at Design, like www.cortez.design. They have like a bunch of content that they can read more about this so they can really see how tangible the and actionable these things really get. If they're interested in, in seeing how um, I can improve their website and how they can improve their messaging, they can just apply for a free consultation where we would talk about, okay, let's get really clear on what you want to achieve, then see what problems... Um, your websites have, and then I actually share my screen and tell you how to fix them. And at the end, you can decide 
to to do it with me or do it yourself and spend all of those years maybe learning <laughs> it yourself. Yeah, I'll tell you what, going uh, going with you sounds a whole lot easier, my man. Awesome. I hope it does. <laughs> uh, well, this has been great, Pedro. I really appreciate you coming on. There was a lot of great uh, information. I think that uh, people can take this and learn from this information. I hope they do. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on and helping out. Awesome. I uh, hope this was valuable. And uh, maybe we should come back next time because uh, I can speak for hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I love that you love what you do. I think that's fantastic. Awesome. But, uh, well, thank you, Pedro. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.